fucking funky. No judgment, just raw and unfiltered answers. Starting now on the He Said What show with your host, Simply Bree. that we were actually talking about behind the stage before we started. 
Mm, Why is it that when it comes to that backbone, that, that support, that push, to having that person in your corner, why is it that a lot of black men go and seek that in other races, like, you know, Caucasian women or, or Latina women or, you know, exotica? Why, why, do, why are some black women overlooked? Oh, man. Um, like I said, behind the scenes, it's like a loaded question. First of all, um, the one thing I would definitely check is black women are exotic in themselves. Um, I think the biggest mistake we make when we downplay black women is that they're not exotic. Um, that's definitely a negative. Now, the reason why we have a propensity to reach out to white and other ethnicities like Hispanic. I think it's it's different varies from guy to guy, but I mean mm-hmm. if we if we legit be honest, um it's because if we be realistic, black women challenge you. I know mm-hmm. people would say, Well, they have their white girlfriends and Hispanic girlfriends challenge them, which that may be the case, but I do feel when it comes to black men, black women challenge us more so any other woman. Because mm-hmm. um, when you deal with a black woman if you say you got a game plan, nine times out of ten, she's going to be pushing you to get towards that game plan, seeing if you have that game plan in order, seeing if you're taking the necessary steps to get to where you say you're trying to take them. Because at the end of the day, let's be honest, our black women have been having to be leaders in the household for way too long. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of you guys are looking for that person who is going to actually relieve you of that stress of being the leader, which is what black men need to be doing. So I really think it's the fact that we get challenged by black women. I mean, and I even can say that from personal experience, um, dealing with my family and associates and friends, I'm out to catch myself because when you guys are honest, you guys are honest and you're not letting up until the job gets done. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, it's easier to go to the area of less resistance with mm-hmm. someone who's not going to challenge you to the point that a black woman is going to challenge you. Right. Yeah, I I agree. Like we, if you say you want to win, then guess what? We're going to push you because we want you to win. That's a goal. And, you know, because, you know, at the same time, we would hope that you would do the same thing for us. You know, who wants someone that's all talk at the end of the day? Exactly. So now, of course, you know, we hear the stereotypes about, when it comes to black women, it's the neck rolling and the eyes and all of that sucking the teeth <laughs> and the attitude. That's not always the case, okay? Just let me put that out there for you guys as a spokeswoman for black women. We don't really do all of that. That's just extra, okay? But, um, you know, there's a lot that comes with being a woman, period, regardless of your race or ethnicity. So what are some ways where women can be more of a man's peace than his enemy? Oh, uh, ooh, that it, it, <laughs> uh, we you would hit me with that. You, you <laughs> would hit me with that, Bree. Um, I, I do think one thing that you have to give a black man is their space mm-hmm. and room to download. Um, one thing I learned is that 
and this is something I learned from watching my the interaction of my parents. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't just hit a black man as soon as he hit the door. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes for a lot of us, quiet is is the peace we want. Give us mm-hmm. a time to download. Give us a time to woosah. Give us a time to unpack from our day. Mm-hmm. Um, now, for me, I'm really simple, to be honest. Like, if you're in the same room with me, you could literally be on your phone, um, on your computer or something. If, you're, if I'm in the same space with you, that, that's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Um, just having you in my presence is a sense of peace for me. Mm. Um, and, actually, and the funny thing is, if you do ask a lot of black men about that, they will say, hey, if she's in my space and she's just there, she's a calming, soothing presence for me. Um, mm-hmm. she lets, it lets me know that everything is fine, everything's all right. Um, we don't always have to talk. Um, and don't get it twisted, because I'm a talker. Like, if you know me, mm-hmm. I'm a talker. But when I have my moment, where I just need quietness, for me, that's the best thing. Just, mm-hmm. just be there. Just let your presence be there for me. Um, that kind of creates a safe space for me in a place where I can just be in the moment and just relax and clear my head. Um, sometimes I've, I've noticed that women tend to, we have called y'all to overthink and overanalyze mm-hmm. how you need to move to kind of, provide peace for us. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, just just being just being quiet and enjoying the moment, um, I think is the biggest thing for us. Because like I said, if, depending on what you do during your day, you may just want quietness to rebound, unpack from what you had. And then once you've had that kind of um, moment to sit back, then mm-hmm. you're kind of ready to take on what's going on. But definitely, I would say if you want to be able to provide like a quiet, safe space for us, just don't be hitting us like right off the bat. Um, cause that can be detrimental. That can pretty much spoil your entire, probably the rest of your day. Um, yeah. cause I, I know if you hit me and I've had one of those days where I haven't got a chance to kind of gather myself, mm-hmm. the, the alley, the alley you get might not be the alley you wanted at that time. Right. Um, and we got to kind of reset and kind of reset the mood of that day. Yeah. Hmm. That's very important. Um, you know, you have a lot of women out here who are fixers, women who naturally nurture and they want to help you. So I think for us ladies to hear, you know, just being quiet and being patient mm-hmm. is very important because when your man comes into the house and he's upset, he may not be looking for you to try to figure it out for him you got to give him that time and let him get himself together. And then he's going to come and he's going to vent. And then even when he vents, he's not venting. And I had to learn this. Oh, my God. He's not venting for you to come up with ways or resolutions. He just basically just wants to get it out. So Fact. he just wants you to listen. That's, that's, that's all they want, ladies, is they just want us to listen. They don't need you saying anything. You may do some ad-libs, like you're in the studio here, and they're like, mm-hmm. oh, really? Oh, yeah, that's all they want. <laughs> like, just acknowledge that you're listening. Exactly. And that's it. And, and, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Alan, but 
I feel like if we do more of that, we will get more information out of you guys just by listening. Oh, that's a fact. That's a fact. I think I think the biggest issue that we have, and I'm speaking more to us as pe- uh, black people, is we do not communicate to understand. We communicate to respond. Mm-hmm. So we don't even take the time to understand the point of view that the person that's speaking to you is giving you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's nothing more frustrating than trying to get someone to understand a point of view and they're not even comprehending what you're saying. And when mm-hmm. I say comprehending, I'm not saying like you, you don't get it. It's just to us, it just feels like you're, you're refusing to see our point of view on it. Um, which, which I think that's always going to be something just because men do, men are wired differently than women. But I think when you understand that, it will make you more conscious of, you know what, wait a minute. Let me make sure I'm understanding what, what he's saying. Like, I'm one of those, and it used to take me a minute to get used to it because I was like, yo, I don't want nobody thinking I'm slow. But I'm one of those, like, if you're talking, I would be like, okay, this is what I'm hearing. Is wow. this what you are trying to communicate to me? So mm-hmm. at least I'm actively communicating what I think I'm hearing that you can correct. Um, and then, like you said, sometimes men, we're, we're, we're super clear and precise and to the point, yes, no, let me do what I need to do. Don't go around the mulberry bush. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's just a matter of learning how to adjust and adapt. Mm-hmm. To each other and understanding each other, right? And and you're not gonna get it on the first try, like nope. <laughs> it's gonna take years and years because you're always developing. Whether it's a male, mm-hmm. whether it's a female, you're always developing. So people are trying to find themselves. So mm-hmm. what kind of pressures is it that black men face when you step foot outside? Like, what are the struggles? Oh, man. Um, especially when you talk about this day and age, I, I mm-hmm. really believe, and my viewers, they can definitely chime in on what they think I'm, how they feel about what I'm going to say. But I do know a lot of us are struggling with our own self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the biggest battles you're dealing with. You're, you're already, one thing my dad used to always say, he was like, you already got two strikes against you. You black and you a man. Um, and, and for black men, when you go out that door, that's what things you already have to deal with. Then if you're looking at where you, your career field is and you're dealing with that battle, um, with the situation that's been going on with the pandemic and police brutality and all of that stuff, you have that in the back of your head. Um, then on top of that, you have whatever's going on with your sisters who are black or parent, family. You got all, all of that going on that's probably in your head. Um, you're trying to make ends meet. You're sitting here. You're hearing from experts what a man is supposed to be. You're hearing from pundits what a man is supposed to be. You're hearing from your best friend what you're not being. You're hearing from mm-hmm. if you got kids and you and your big mama not getting along. You you hearing what she probably saying you're not doing. You mm-hmm. go on social media. You see what everyone's telling you. What so you got all of these different parameters that are being put up that is forcing you to be in a wall. So you're literally starting your day off where you're probably look you'll probably hear more negativity before you're hearing positivity being a black man. Right. Um 
Now, I would definitely say it's a case-by-case basis. Um, I definitely don't want people thinking it's all. Mm-hmm. All over spectrum from every black man. It depends. It depends on your circle. Everybody's circle is different. But one thing I've learned, especially when you deal with social media, negativity travels faster than positive news, without a mm-hmm. doubt. That's the first thing everybody wants to spread. So I do mm-hmm. feel like as a black man, you're dealing with some some realistic expectations and some unrealistic expectations that has been put on you. Because mm-hmm. of, if we be honest, we as black people, and I tell a lot of people, we, we're royalty for one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have to understand when people don't understand your value, they're going to misuse it. They're going to try and turn it and spin it for whatever it does to help them. So mm-hmm. as a black man, you're dealing with the constant negativity and you're, you're busting your butt. You're trying to do everything that you believe you need to do to add your value to your little corner of the world. And sometimes you just feel like it's not working. Right. So you're dealing with a, you're dealing with a plethora of stuff on a daily basis, whether it's dealing with the police, friends and family, baby mama, wife, kids, like you're dealing with a lot of stuff that makes you feel like you're behind the eight ball. And on top mm-hmm. of that, you might mess around and not have good credit. You're working to get your credit up and all this other stuff. You may not have finished college. You may not have went to college. So as a black man, you have all that stuff may be against you because you could have probably went to college and you still are in a field where your degree isn't getting you where you was hoping it was going to get you. So you're dealing with that too. And you mm-hmm. have a family and you have all these other expectations and responsibilities. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a whole lot. When, and that's when you add the kids <laughs> into the situation, it's like, okay, all right. I get it. Wow. Okay. Now, for those who are listening, if you whether you agree, whether you disagree, if you want to add in to what Alan uh, just said, please give us a call at 515-602-9647 and press the number one and let us know that you have something to say. So the pressure, oh, the pressure. It sounds like the pressure of just having to come off as if you're perfect and deal with every emotion, regardless of whether you have experience in it or not. The society paints the illusion that if you're not um, successful, if you're not a six-figure male, if you're not married by a certain age, then you're behind or there's something wrong with you. And that's, that's hard because that weighs down even on relationships. So, taking everything that you just said into consideration and everything that you guys have to deal with, how can both men and women work together to build trusting and healthy relationships? Ooh. First off, communication. Mm-hmm. Communication, 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 but communication with the willingness to comprehend what is being communicated. Mm. That is, and this is for both genders, when it comes Mm -hmm. to us as black people, we are horrible communicators with the willingness to understand and comprehend each other. That is one of the biggest downfalls, and that's the first thing you need to work on. Mm -hmm. Um, I always say you got to work on your uh, communication first. Also, we need to be realistic. Um, Mm -hmm. 
it's interesting what you just said about the struggles that black men have to deal with where they have to almost be perfect. The funny thing is, and I'm pretty sure a lot of the sisters will agree, it's the same expectation that's put on you guys. We're both, we're both facing almost the same battle moving uh-huh. up. Because when you think of it as a black woman, you're, if you, you're educated, you know your job, you do your job, you go into the corporate sector, and you sitting there having to fight tooth and nail to do three times the work that Billy Bob got promoted for, and he ain't do half the work you had to do. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the battleground is the same. The battleground is the same for both of us, but I do believe you have to work on communication. You have to work on being open about your trauma. Mm-hmm. That's another issue. Too many of us jump in relationships, whether platonic or um, romantic, with traumas that have not been addressed. Because mm-hmm. most one thing one thing black people are good for we're good for deflecting. Yeah, we're good. We're good at it. And I can deflect all day and not talk about. If I had daddy issues, if I had mama issues, if I had issues with siblings, if I had issues with authority, we, we don't even talk about it. We don't even check it. We just let it go until it blows up in your face. And mm-hmm. now she's not talking to you and you're not talking to her because you never faced and dealt with your traumas. So you have to deal with your traumas. You have to deal with your traumas. Um, I do know also for us as black men, we have to we have to create a safe space where you feel safe enough to open yourself to us so that we mm-hmm. can open ourselves if you get what I'm saying. Like sometimes mm-hmm. we just assume some people's personality, like me, I'm a natural person that is open, but not everybody is like that. Right. Um, a lot of people are reserved, especially if they've been hurt over and over and over again. You have mm-hmm. to be able to do the work to create that safe space for her that she can open up about her traumas. That way you can create a safe space for yourself as well and open yourself to whatever traumas you affected. Because one thing, one thing that I think we struggle with is we like to give a facade. And I tell people I can't stand social media relationships. I can't stand when people post relationship goals and stuff like that of other people because you don't know what they went through to get what they have. Exactly. And, and that's another thing. You have to count up the cost. Like, do I want, because I, good example, when um, the inauguration was last week, everybody just was wilding out because of seeing President Obama and First Lady Michelle walking out there with what she was wearing, and everyone's like, those are relationship goals. That's what I'm talking about, this, 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 and that. And in my head, I'm like, but do you know what they went through to get to where they're at right now? Right. Sometimes we're, we want to go ahead and be greedy and want what we see that's already made. Mm-hmm. Good, uh, what's a good analogy? You want to eat the cake without having to do the work for the cake. You don't want to do the baking. Yeah. You don't want to do the mixing. You don't, you don't want to do none of that. You just want to go ahead, pull it out the oven, eat the cake, and everything's fine, not understanding that cake was made with tears. That cake mm-hmm. was probably made with um Nights where you couldn't go out to the place. Yeah, heartbreak. Nights you couldn't go where you want to go. Different sacrifices that cake was made. And those are Mm -hmm. things you have to be honest with each other. Like, hey, this is what I want to be. 
am I willing to put in this work for it? So communication, dealing with the traumas you've had, mm-hmm. and I think, and this is a cut word for everybody, being honest, like Ooh. being honest, like just be truthful. And we act like you hear the word truth and everyone feel like you done cut their mom out. Just be honest. Just be, mm-hmm. and, and I know it's tough because when you be honest, you are literally bearing whatever your shortcomings is. I, I mm-hmm. literally had a conversation with a friend about this today, and it was like, hey, if you know, lack of a better word, before you met certain individuals, you knew you was a hoe, and this person asked you this question, you may really need to see if you want to answer that question because you need to be honest about it because eventually mm-hmm. it may come up. Mm-hmm. And too many times we sit there and try and cover up our shortcomings mm-hmm. And not being realistic about it. Hey, this is how I am. I'm working on it. But I want you to know this is what, if you're dealing with me and we're connecting, this is what you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not always easy because at the same breath, you have to give that person the right to see if they want to deal with that or not. Right. And that's, that's the biggest fear. You may not like what I'm about to say, and then you're going to be like, you know what, Alan, um, that that's not that's not the relationship I want. Mm-hmm. So it, it really starts. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're you're fine. I didn't hear you, Bree. You broke up. I said some people cannot accept that though. Just being told the truth. And you want to know why? Because we live in this little bubble with toxic roses and daffodils and lilies. That give us a false sense of what truth in our life is. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 suffer from a very Disney-like mindset. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find my Prince Charming. I'm going to find my Sleeping Beauty. I'm going to kiss her on the lips. She's going to wake up. She's going to look at me. Everything she ever dreamed of, I'm right there. And that may not be the case. Bubba, mm-hmm. you probably Sally Sally may probably beat you up right now, but you're doing the best you can. Mm-hmm. Yep. You probably mm-hmm. got kids that you're, you're taking care of. You're doing the best you can. And mm-hmm. and the truth be told, at the end of the day, all of us, black men, black women, whether they want to admit it, we just want to be loved. We just want to be loved. Um, and rejection hurts. Yeah. And I can say that from personal experience. Rejection hurts. Like, I've avoided relationships because in the past, because I was like, I'm not about to deal with this rejection. Because sometimes mm-hmm. you, look at, you look at what you have in front of you and you wonder in your head, is it enough to present it to, man, what if I do find somebody that I'm really feeling, but what if everything that's in my plate isn't up to the standard that you want? And if right. it's not, it's all well and, well and good, but it's something you have to become cognizant of and be willing to accept that. This is what I have on the table I want us to work together to create a legacy together. I want us to not just be in a relationship, but to be partners, be able to do whatever we have decided collectively to do. One thing we're Mm -hmm. struggling with right now as people of color is everyone is trying to find the person that's going to help help boost their goal up, Uh not understanding that you should be working as a team. Whatever you want to do, whatever I want to do, we're going to put our visions together and we're going to make it work together. 
We're going to do whatever we have to do. I know when you hear stuff like that, people start complaining about, oh, I'm not getting 50-50. Let's be honest. Relationships are never 50-50. No. One day someone's going to be doing more than the other. But, and this is why I hate social media relationships, because I could be looking at somebody who makes X amount of dollars. I'm not in that tax bracket. So why am I going to put those unrealistic expectations on the person that I'm courting or right. the guy that's after me? And that's an issue that we definitely have. Right. Mm, okay. I got a good one for you. And uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break, a uh, song break at 8.30, so two minutes. But I want you to think about okay. this now. Because tonight's topic is all about how women can help men take on the world, does the woman's reputation play a role in whether or not you would allow her to be in your corner to help you take over the world? And I'm going to add into that, what if she was a hoe? If she was a hoe, but (laughs) if she was a hoe, But that was her past, and you're struggling, okay? Let's say you don't have a job, but she still is in your corner, and she's encouraging you, and she's trying to help you find a job, and she's not passing judgment on you. She's motivating you. She's helping you look for jobs. She's reaching out to her people, like, hey, do you know if if anyone's hiring? And not just hiring, but really the top of the line positions where you're going to be getting paid. She may have been mm-hmm. a home in the past, but does that really uh, reflect her, who she is now, and whether or not you would have someone like that in your corner? So think about that. And what okay. we're going to do is we're going to take um, a song break. This song is by Trucon the Pink Panther. It's called Convicted Felon. Uh, shout out to True Khan. He was on my show earlier on Studio Vibe. So listen to this and, and think about think about the hoes out here trying to save you guys. Just think about it. Mary Two, Chef from 1047, suspicious subject. Mary Two. Mary Two, respond to. Walgreens, 
skip the exit, all I'm seeing is blue lights. Five minutes later, ambulances at the crash site. A witness said they found drugs in the system. A little cocaine, pills, and weed in the system. Convicted felon, but he kept that pistol with him. Stayed paranoid, thought niggas was out to get him, yeah. Plus his pops passed away on his third bed. Had to use somebody else's pitch for his first gig. Had a son, they was born on the same day. October the 20th, thought one eaters was the same day. Now his mom said, how you work two jobs and still struggle with the rent? This shit is nonsense. And I still ain't been to see Chris. Wanna smoke some weed, but the city, they random piss. Stress weighing on, frustration making my head hurt. Some say the grass is greener, but it's the same earth. Everybody's screaming, saying don't straddle the fence. Faith comes from failing, and repentance is a gift. To confess that you're wrong and honestly feel remorseful. It only makes it hard, cause we human. This is it normal? I made some transitions, but I noticed I'm still the same. I guess it's true what they say, some things never change. But niggas, they don't hustle no more. To cop the range, everybody put their business on the book. That shit is lame. I'd rather live in secret. You niggas can keep the fame. You niggas can quit. Tell them when somebody blow your brains. Lord, help me. I know my tongue is deadly like a serpent. I just try to give the truth to my people if they accept it. And I have no right to judge. I'm no better than the next one. So who am I to cast stones on the next one? It's all family over here, man. We sworn in. It's all about the currency to help the raise our kids. I know them cops will murder me if they can catch the kid. You niggas would have never heard of me if it wasn't because of Ren. Yeah. Come on. Mama, them no sleep DJs at it again. Act like you got some sense. I'm just saying. You guys are tuned into He Said What with your host, Simply Bree. We got tonight's guest, Alice Newman. Alice, I called you Alice. Alan Newman <laughs> Jr. And what you just heard was Convicted Felon by True Con, the Pink Panther. I played that song for a reason. Okay. So before we went to this break, the question that I asked Alan was, hoes, if a woman was a hoe in her past days or years and Now she approaches you and she wants to hold you down. She wants to support you and get you back on your feet. Does her past really matter if she's trying to sew into you? So, Alan, what do you? What's your feedback on that? Oh, and and, and before you you respond, those listening, the phone number is five one five. 602-9647 602-9647 and if you want to chime in press the number one and we will bring you up okay Alan you got the floor oh man I man you sat there and hit me with a couple of haymakers on this one um, for one thing I guess it depends on your definition of how you consider your partner had a whole stage um, mm-hmm. because It sucks because for me personally, I try and believe that you you shouldn't allow your past to define you. But I also understand certain aspects of your life, you kind of have no choice if that's going to happen. Um, man, if she if she, whew, even if her sexual past was like that, mm-hmm. um, I would actually put that to the burner because. The woman that she probably is, was, then isn't the woman that I'm dealing with now. Mm-hmm. Um, just from the way you, you ex- expound on how she's going in, she's going hard trying to help me in getting a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, this already lets me know this, this woman's a go-getter. This woman is a woman of substance. Um, and 
I'm not about to judge her, me personally, because of what she did prior to meeting me. Uh-huh. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the fact that she, she's doing all this stuff to help me get on my feet, especially if it, especially if there's no friction, there's no arguing. That, like, if our, if our safe space are both equally clear and clean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to rock with her. I'm rocking with her to the wheels fall off. Just because one thing I've heard a lot of my fellow brothers say their biggest issue is they don't know if they lose a job or financially drop off or drop off in any area, they don't want to end up feeling like they are insignificant in the eyes of the person they're with. Uh-huh. And from what you're telling me, if I'm picturing this young lady, if she is doing all this stuff, for me, it shows that she still looks at me in high regard, just like I look at her at high regard. Mm-hmm. Sometimes relationships fail when you no longer look at each other with the same level of love, affection, and respect towards each other. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, if she had a whole phase, if she had an unlimited body count, whatever, for me, that's neither here nor there. Right. Um, it, it, it tickles me when I hear guys make a big deal about a woman's body count, and then we turn around and, I mean, sir, you, you had the whole college after you, and you were knocking them down <laughs> like bowling pins. So I'm, I'm not trying to hear you try and be self-righteous on what she should do or what she, should, or what she shouldn't have done. Should she have made better life choices? All of us should have had. But if she's rocking with me right now, I'm sticking with her. I'm sticking with her um, to be- the best of my ability to get on my feet and hopefully reciprocate the appreciation of how she has handled and guarded me while I was trying to get back off my feet, back on my feet. Okay. Well, we have a caller. Uh, caller, what is your name and where are you calling from? My name is Ramadan. What's going on? Hey, Ralph. Hey. Welcome. Uh, we have, from uh, Atlanta. You have a, a question or a comment for us tonight, Ram? Um, I think that um, this is an interesting topic. Um, <clears throat> but I, I think what we sometimes forget is that, you know, what a person that would judge someone else's past is not necessarily the best character of a person that you want in your life. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, male or female, you know? And as saying that a woman has a whole phase, we're labeling it a whole phase in a negative way, but real talk, I feel like that's, I really want her to have a whole faith. Like I want her to be so free that if she wants to have sex with 50 dudes, that's her goddamn business. Do what uh-huh. makes you happy. If that uh-huh. made you happy, live on. You know what I'm saying? And because um, it made me happy and I did it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So <laughs> I want her to have that, that freedom too and not to go into this next phase of our relationship regretting that she didn't have a whole phase or, you know, maybe she didn't have this freedom 
that she wanted at some point in her life, and now she's looking for that from this relationship, and I may not be able to accommodate that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I really think, like, low-key, we want someone who has more life experience, not less life experience, you know? So mm-hmm. um, I think that <clears throat> in this, when we're talking about dating, we need to be conscious of this, that there are people that are undateable. Just because they seem more dateable than others, that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a part of us in dating that needs to remember, like, just because you're a beautiful black person doesn't mean that you're dateable. That just means mm-hmm. that you're a beautiful black person. But you may be horrible at dating or relationships, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So each one of us needs to decide what works for us. Does it right. work that this woman has a whole face? And if she meets a man that can't accept that, then she really, that's a red flag for her. Like, you know, you're telling me something about yourself. Thank you for that. I need to disperse because this is not the type of person I think I want to spend time with, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes women will date a man's potential, like who they think he may possibly be and not necessarily who he really is. Right. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of men, if if a woman has a whole face, we may complain, but we, we kind of just take it as is mm-hmm. and keep on trucking. You know, we find a way to work it out. You know what I mean? Mm. You You done learn, and you better not hold exactly. back. Exactly. Look, he said, you better not hold back now, because you know, I know what you're getting caught. Now, don't try to act like a, a Christian. Let me go ahead and get to the next question. You ain't going to have me up here getting all worked up. So, what, okay, so what, what type of challenges um, is it that could possibly get in the way of a man really loving a woman? What kind of challenges? Mm-hmm. Um, Hmm. I think the biggest challenge that probably can get in, get. <sighs> Ooh, this is. Mm. I I do feel like, and this could just be from a, a the men's perspective. Um, I think a lot of us weigh heavily on finances, and for some reason we are attribute attribute finances to loving a woman mm-hmm. and that's not it um it takes more than just having money to actually love a woman and love her the way that she deserves and wants to be loved um i do feel like though men allow finances to be their biggest biggest hiccup mm-hmm. um i oh man you hit me for the doozy with that one um it's interesting that you say finances because I feel like that plays a role where 
uh, and I've always heard this and seen this, where if a man is not where he wants to be in life, whether it's through his career or just personal growth, he's not really going to entertain a relationship. Like, he's not going to And that's, that's very true, though. It, it's very true. Like, I, I have literally not talked to, prior to where I'm at now, I've literally had individuals that I talked to, but I never pushed for a relationship because in my head I was like, but I'm not where I feel like I need to be to deal with someone in a relationship. But then the funny thing is, is, and men can say if they've had this, I'm pretty sure that um, ladies can say if they've dealt with this. The funny thing is, though, is when a guy says that to a woman, 90% of the time your guys' response to us is, I'm not trying to, you don't have to be perfectly settled Mm -hmm. today. Yeah. And you guys say it to your blue in the face, but for some reason, in our eyes and our mind, we're like, nah, that she's saying that, but she don't really, she don't mean that. And mm-hmm. I think the reason why we second guess is because right now, one thing we push, um, like my brother said on the phone, mm-hmm. don't date based on potential because unfortunately, a lot of our black women have dated based on potential and ended up with the short end of the stick. Right. And and so now because I've been dealing with the short end of the stink of trying to date you based on your potential, now the people I'm dating, I need to know you have X, Y, and Z lined up and accordingly, or you're so close to it that I don't feel like I'm just sitting here teeter-tottering on your potential and hoping that you make it somewhere. Right. Um, mm. So that that's a big issue. Like, And it sucks because – People look at, oh, but potential is good. I mean, yeah, potential is good if you're in your 20s. <laughs> if, if, if you're 21, 22, and you're going to college to be a doctor, yeah, I see that potential. Yeah, I'm probably going to stay with them. I see the potential in you. But if you're sitting here, I'm, I just, I'm 36. If you're coming here, you're dealing with people 36, going in their 40s, mid-40s, mid-50s. You ain't, you're not trying to hear someone talk about, hey, this is what I've been trying to do for the past 15 years. I'm not there yet, but I'm trying to get there. You're looking at this guy like, nah, you, you might need to go to somebody else. Um, so that might be the biggest, I think, issue that we have as black men is just find a comfortable sp- space for you to be able to open yourself up to a relationship but still maintain the goals that you have or right. the success that you're looking to have. Because one thing I've learned is black women will definitely hang with you if they see that you're going in the right direction. Like, you guys are going to hang through thick and thin if you see us going in the right direction. And I think sometimes our biggest fight as men is we look at finances and we look at, am I actually where I need to be to make her happy or to what I think makes her happy? Yeah. Even self-worth. Like, I think if a man is not where he is, where he wants to be financially, then he starts to question his own value. And he looks at it like, well, if I don't think highly of myself, what would make me feel like she's going to think highly of me? Like, why would highly she? A lot of guys talk themselves out of relationships and situationships like that. Like, mm-hmm. why would she want me if I can't do this, that, and the third? So that brings me into my next question. <laughs> Buying relationships. We have a lot of successful women who live around Atlanta, live around, you know, your, your heavy-hitting cities, uh, Houston, your Miami, your New York, your mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and 
the way that they are able to obtain relationships is basically by becoming that financial uh, supporter. They are buying their man. They are using their money to woo him in, and I'll take care of you. I will provide for you until you get on your feet. How does that affect how does that affect the whole cycle of a man's development? Who? Well, most men's argument when they've dealt with women who made more than them is having that thrown in their face. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's probably the biggest challenge is and I've told people people laugh, I've had friends and family laugh. I've been asked this question, Alan, if your wife made, she was the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and she's making like way more than you ever made and you're only making this set dollar amount, would you be comfortable? Um, and they were surprised at my answer. I honestly would be comfortable, but the reason why that I said I would be comfortable is because once again, it comes back to communication. Sometimes mm-hmm. we think for some reason, we have been placing so so much value on a monetary thing that we consider that being a provider. Mm-hmm. If you're making the money in the house, you're the provider. There's people that make more money than their significant other, and, and they're, they don't know the first thing about providing because providing is more than financial. Providing mm-hmm. is physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, mm-hmm. and financially. You've got to be able to do all of those things. But once again, like I said earlier, if you're, if you're dating, you have to communicate what you guys are expecting to come out of this relationship. Are you right. expecting to be, hey, I know you make 100000 a year. I make fifty five a year. What are, mm-hmm. what are we going to do to be great together? You may, need, you may need to ask him, are you okay with the fact that I make more money than you? Mm-hmm. Are you okay that I'm at this tax bracket that you're not at? But one thing I told a friend when we had this conversation, if we're married and I put my money and your money together, we're both in a whole other tax bracket together. Right. So you you have to communicate what you are expecting. Just because she makes more money, it doesn't make you less of a man. Because you have women that make mad money and they're horrible budgeters. Right. <laughs> so, so it doesn't matter if she's making more money because if you can't budget worth anything, we're going to be sitting there living paycheck to paycheck trying to figure <laughs> out where the money's going. Right. So one thing you have to understand is what, what as a man, you have to be confident and understand what you bring to the table. Mm-hmm. As a woman, you have to be confident and understand what you bring to the table. And I know this whole bring to the table has been taught lately. A lot of people don't like hearing that because it's like, well, you're the provider, so I shouldn't have to bring nothing to the table. Hmm. Okay, that's probably how you was raised. That's probably how you believe, but you also have to understand you're connecting with people that don't actually think the same way you think. Right. I, I tell people that all the time. Like, I tell people without a, without a doubt, my, my outlook on marriage and relationships is completely different because of my background. That can be completely different from the the woman I'm trying to talk to. I mm-hmm. sat there and I had my parents together before um, my dad untimely passing um, last October. Him and my mom was together, married thirty seven uh, years, together thirty eight. Wow. So 
a lot of my childhood, I saw my dad and my mom literally work as a team to cover areas on each other. And when you're looking at a relationship, you shouldn't just be looking at somebody, oh, she looks good. I, I think we're going to have amazing kids if we get together. No, I, right. I want to see what we can do as a team. Like, how can we build a legacy, not just for us, but for our children and for our children's children to be able to live by? And that is something that my dad ingrained in me and my sister. Like, I laugh when I see people complain and they argue about the little things that affect them in their marriages and in their relationships. And people are saying, oh, well, she doesn't cook when I want to, or, oh, he doesn't do this. And I've told friends, I've seen my dad work two jobs, mm-hmm. come home, cook, help my mom with me and my sister, do what he got to do, go to his other job and not complain. And the reason why, he understood what it, what it is to be a complete provider. It goes wow. beyond finance. There's a lot of people that would tell you that if they could redo it again, if their parents had money like that, they would rather have their parents with them than to know that they weren't around them and just threw money at them. Right, yeah. yeah. And people have to have that conversation. Like, you have to be aware of what you're okay with, what you're not okay with. And still, it's perfectly fine. If she's like, hey, I made X amount, and I'm like, you know what? I'm mentally not able to deal with the fact you make more money than me, more power to you, on to the mm-hmm. next one. Because you best believe somebody is going to be happy and oh. they're receptive <laughs> that you do it. But mm-hmm. it's based on your communication and honestly how you've been raised and how you handle stuff. And like I said, people keep, sometimes we go into relationships thinking that the way I think is the way that person thinks and the way that person was raised. And that can be completely different. You have some people that was raised in single, uh, single parent home, but their parent, their parent did everything that two parents would have did, and they weren't lacking for nothing. You can get with someone who had two parents, and they lack in everything. So it's based on you communicating your wants and your needs and what you're expecting out of that relationship, not just for that, the present, but for the future as well. Right. Mm. Uh, Hopefully know. that made sense. It, it made sense in my head. I hope it made sense. I want listen. So while you were speaking earlier, um, one of our listeners, Patrice from North Carolina, had said great feedback, sir. She's listening online at he said what radio. I'm sorry. He said what network dot com. So you have definitely delivered the gems this evening. Now we have about six. About five minutes left, five, six minutes left before we wrap up the show. First, what I'm going to do is I want you to let people know how can they find you, follow you, and support what you have going on. Okay. Um, If you have Instagram, um, you can find – I have two Instagram accounts. One is a business account. It is my Newman's, N-E-W-M-A-N-S underscore hot takes, H-O-T-T-A-K-E-S. Or you can also follow me on Newman underscore junior underscore 2.0. That is on Instagram. Um, also, if you are on Twitter, I am on Twitter. Um, you can follow me under Newman's underscore hot takes as well. On Facebook, you can find me at Alden Newman Jr. Also, you can find my business page, Newman Hot Takes, as well. 
Um, if you do follow me on Newman's Hot Takes, as Bree does, you will definitely notice my platform is geared towards my brothers and sisters, most notably to my black women to empower um, and provide encouragement and motivation for them to be the women that they were destined to be. So yeah. once again, if you're on Instagram, it's Newman's underscore hot takes or Newman underscore junior underscore 2.0. Um, on Twitter, it's Newman's underscore hot takes. On Facebook, it's Alan Newman Jr. Um, yeah, and that's how you can find me. I also um, have a book that I had released last July uh, called Black Women and Why I Love Them, my first book that I published. Um, the link is actually in the bio on my Newman's Hot Take page on Instagram um, where you can actually purchase it as well as some other merchandise also. Mm, okay. Now, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up the show, but you're, hold on, I'm going to have you wrap up the show because I'm going to, you're going to give your final thoughts in just a second. Um, you guys are listening to He Saved What? Radio Network. I am your host, Simply Bree. We do this show every week, every Tuesday evening, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time until 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and... Um, I mean, get with us. Give us the vibe. Go check out the website, he said what network.com. Find out what other shows we have going on. Um, of course, Tuesday evening, starting at 7.30 until 7.45, I am showcasing independent artists. It does not matter your genre. If you are an artist and you're looking for promotion and getting your music out there for the masses to hear, then please go to the website, hit us up, let us know that you want to get on. Follow us on He Said What Radio Network on Instagram. You can follow me at Simply Bree. It's underscore Simply S I M P L E E B R E E, um, and that's at uh, Instagram. If you just look it up on social media, period, you'll find me. Um, Monday, shout out to RG and my other host One Mike. That is Simply Sports every Monday from 8 p.m. until 9:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are giving you sports coverage. We're going over what's going on in the news when it comes to sports, the NBA, um, Super Bowl uh, is coming up soon. So, you know, make sure you check us out for some real entertainment. We laugh, we roast, we have a great time, but we also give you some information. Now, back to you, Mr. Mr. Allen. I want you to hold us out for two minutes and let us know, why do you love black women? Oh, man. Um, the reason why I love our black women, there's, for me, there's nothing like um, a black woman. Our Black women are, it's your sense of strength, your passion for life, your love for not just yourself, but seeing your brothers and sisters reach up to higher levels, the ability to hold each other accountable, your fiery, fiery personality, I also feel like at the end of the day, there's nobody doper than a black woman. And lastly, Mm -hmm. how can I not love a black woman when I came from a black woman? Uh, Mic drop, just like that. Oh, I love it. Thank you, Alan, again, for coming on and being a guest tonight. And well, you guys are going to hear from him again. So please stay tuned, Alan. I hope you have a wonderful evening. And... Thank you. We love you as well. So, all right, y'all. Y'all stay safe, and we'll check you out later. Bye. Bye.